Hey everyone, and welcome to season two of Death in Cambodia, Life in America, a podcast where I sit down with my father, Robert Chow, a survivor of one of the biggest genocides in modern history, the Khmer Rouge. He escaped to America with 10 bucks in his pocket and built a distributing company, one of the largest donut distributors in the U.S. How exactly did a poor, starving boy from Cambodia build an empire and achieve his American dream? I'm Dorothy, his daughter, and your host for today's episode. Let's dive in. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode. We are finally heading back onto the journey of Robert's story. Way back before the break, we were talking about the gift of the American dream. Now, for the rest of season two, we are going to be talking about Robert's journey on how he built essentially B&H bakery distributors and if in Southern California, Golden Bake food products. But we're not just going to talk about his successes. I'm going to be asking Robert questions about the not so pretty sides of sacrificing your life for business, for work, I guess essentially for money. And so what does that mean? Sacrifices for the family? How did that make him feel? We're going to get onto both sides because one side is just as important as the other. You're probably wondering why, like, hey, Dorothy, why is this so important? Well, to be honest with you, this is probably the first time that I've ever actually heard my dad admit that maybe sacrificing for, you know, sacrificing the family for work and for money really wasn't quite worth it. And that's really powerful because, you know, I'm sure I'm not the only one who kind of grew up, I feel like, with an... I guess, not so present father and the resentment that kind of builds from that. It's, it's healing to hear him say these things. So welcome back, everybody. Here we go. Let's dive in. Hello, everybody. Good morning. And welcome back to another episode of Death in Cambodia, Life in America. Last episode, we left off with Robert in Camarillo in Southern California. At this point, he has about five shops, five donut shops, and we discussed his mentality during this time, how he felt like he had an opportunity to have a dream. So why not chase it? Why not chase his dream? Why not keep going? And so um, I think these points, these things that we touch upon are really, are what really brought him to the success that he has today because he just did not give up. Even when he had five shops, he wanted to continue. I mean, and that was, that's kind of where we're at. So we're at five shops. Ba, welcome back. Good morning, everyone. So uh, you have your shop in Camarillo. And you briefly mentioned as well that you expanded after this. You expanded to Ventura? Yes. Okay. Did you ever, I'm assuming then, you know, this at this point, you, I wonder if you ever got taken advantage of by these people, contractors and plumbers and stuff, because they 
saw that you didn't, you weren't born here, you didn't maybe speak the best English. How did you navigate that? Well, it's, 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 I don't think it's hard, you know, because, uh, by that time, I, I speak a very decent, you know, uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, English, you right. know, to to get by. I mean, they they, they understand, and right. I, uh, uh, at that time, you know, I prefer face to face because you know because of the language too. Mm -hmm. You know, when you sit down face to face, and then plus your body language, your sign language, you know, and then plus you know, uh, I think you know uh, it's a lot easier. Than on the phone, I mm -hmm. usually, you know, it's just face to face uh, uh, when I dealing with plumbing and with contractor. Yes, I think you know some contractor, you know, took advantage, you know, because they know that you have no experience and all of the. It's all about just the the price, you know, mm -hmm. the money, mm -hmm. which is fine as long as they. Uh, uh, my 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 idea. As long as they can do a good job for me, they charge me a little bit more. I have no problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And how did you find these people? Uh, I, most of them is just uh, 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 the customer. You know, when you start with one in Camarillo, right? When Tora is not that far, that's how I do it all the time. So the first one, it's a little bit tough if you move to uh, a, a different city, right? But after then, I think you, you can just use the same the same people, the same contractor, mm -hmm. or if they a little bit far, let's say from Ventura to, to Bakersfield, then of course I think, you know, they have a connection. They might know some people. So most of these people are customers actually that come also as a customer come in and have coffee and donuts. You and keep you asking and right. you know, just just keep keep talking and asking and then they uh, uh they will you know, they will, if they know uh, somebody, they will let you know. But most of the, you know, contractor, almost all the contractor is my customer. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the reason why I ask all these questions is because the next phase of this whole thing is really you become, you turn from a donut shop owner to more of like a donut shop builder because the next phase of this is you just building a bunch of brand new stores right yes uh, so after ventura where did you go next what after ventura after all of that and then uh, most of them i i train people to see this is how the uh work after after you open the store and then you find people to train whoever want to operate that shop Mm -hmm. or lease it you know just or maybe own 50 percent but most of the people that i put in a new location most of them is just lease to them mm -hmm. so you uh you have to train them sometimes it takes two months sometimes it takes three months so after that and then you go to the next one and do the same same way and after you complete uh after we after I complete the uh, 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 the four store in Camero Ventura areas, so then I decide to go go back uh, on ninety nine on ninety nine highway mm -hmm. north of ninety nine. Started from uh, 
you know, from from Bakersfield. So I moved. I moved to. Uh, I went to Bakersfield one one day. Uh, when I have time, I usually do that. I'm driving around, you know, to the small city and then see how many donut shop do they have and what is the population, all of that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I went to Bakersfield and I, I like it. I think it's a, uh, it was a small town and it's growing. It's a lot of farmland, a lot of farmer. Most of the people in Bakersfield is a, you know, a farmer mm-hmm. and uh, it's growing. And then uh, found one location, brand new shopping center, uh, close to the freeway. That's very important when you build a shop, the donut shop at that time. You have to look at the uh, traffic. It's so important. It's morning traffic. So you have to pick up, for example, if the freeway, if the freeway, uh, let's say uh, 99 freeway, and then you see what traffic in the morning. If the traffic, you know, uh, toward that freeway on the right-hand side, then you've got to have to build the shop on the right-hand side that close to the freeway. Mm. If the freeway, if it morning traffic to that freeway on the left side, then you go ahead and try to find your location on the left side. So what you're saying, the direction of traffic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where everybody is going Towards in the morning, in the morning, because you know yeah. you're gonna have to find the location. The apple just stop by, grab a coffee and, and a donut, and go back. Get back on the freeway. Get back on the freeway. Right. So they don't have to make the U-turn. They don't make the you know all of that stuff. If right. you make the U-turn, people not gonna stop. I found the uh, the, the location in uh, in in uh, in Bakersfield. So How far uh, is Bakersfield from Ventura? Uh, uh, two and a half hour. Okay. Yes. Uh, two and a half hour. You drove that far just to find a spot? Donut shop at that time is a lot of, it's still, it, it's still true uh, now, even, even uh, truer because I think, you know, uh, in the middle income community, you can do better middle to low income community. You do blue worker, another word. Blue collared worker. Blue, blue collar worker. Right. You, you, you do well yes. at donut shop. Mm-hmm. In the high-income, rich community, d- still doing okay at that time, but it's not compared to a uh, uh, middle and blue, uh, blue-collar blue worker. Right. Uh, I think the, the... Because I think that community really kind of depends. They wake up early. They wake they, up early. They depend on breakfast quickly to get to work, you know. Um, so. Yes. So it does, it, it just happens to do better. Yes, right. Right. So I think Bakersfield is a lot of, a lot of farmer, a lot mm-hmm. of, you know, blue collar worker. So I just look at the map sometimes, you know, because like I said, from, from Ventura areas, Camarillo, I, 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 I was planning in 10, each 10 years, this 10 year where my direction, where I want to build a shop. So I decided, I said, well, I think I'll pick up this. Highway 99, along Highway 99, uh, from Bakersfield up to Sacramento. That was your dream. That was I. That's what what was the plan for after you dis, after you kind of got Camarillo and Ventura. You said, okay, my ten year plan is going up 99. Go up on uh, 99 up north. Uh, at that time, this why I pick up that because 
In Los Angeles, Orange County is a lot of Cambodian, a lot of refugee artists know how to start to build donut shop, how to run donut shop already. It's so much competition. Uh, Because that's the area I think that Ted Ted the Donut King really kind of conquered that area. Right. Yeah. So... If you ask me why, why don't you just go ahead and stay in the big town? The big town probably, yes, a little bit more rent, a little bit higher labor. But I think, you know, you've got so much population. It's easy to, uh, I, I don't know. I, I might be, I just, I want to, I, I, I just love a small town than a big town. So that's why I decided to go, you know, uh, uh, to go, uh, to go on 99, you know, north of 99. Probably because it's just more opportunity to, you know? I, th- I think you still have more opportunities since in the big town too, mm. but I just don't want to compete with your own people. That's, that's what I don't want. I mean, you know, you, it's a lot of Cambodian at that time, refugee, they build shop, they buy shop. It's all over the place at you know, right. yeah, uh, 1985, starting 1985 to 1990, it's a lot, a lot of people, they making money, they run one donut shop, then they buy another one, they buy another one, right. and then yes, and then because they, they have a lot of family, a lot of refugee at that time, it's keep coming in and right. Right. couldn't find a job, and and this is the best uh, business, the best job that they can, can make money and they can make ends meet to raise their family. Right. So, so nobody was going north, though. Nobody. Just me at that time. You know, just me. And nobody know much about me because I'm not in the community. Community. Right. Orange County, LA County, Long I Beach. Mean, in Long Beach, and all these right. all Cambodian uh, community running donut shop. Right. At that time, I believe, uh, uh, well, the competition is, is huge too in the big town. You have Windchill Donut, you mm-hmm. have Dunkin' Donut, right. you've got Mr. Donut, and you've got Foster Donut. You've got five big. Those were chains? Those are change. Mm-hmm. And then they. They're doing really well, especially especially Windchill and Dunkin' Donut. Right. Yeah. But I think, you know, in around 1987, I'm not sure the year that exactly, but then it's so many donut shop, Cambodian, Cambodian donut shop popping out like a mushroom, growing every <laughs> single, it doesn't matter, in front of Dunkin' or beside Dunkin'. And they just go ahead and put uh, donut shop. And then because they have no fear to compete with the big franchise because they, they bake donut, uh, husband and wife work in the shop. They don't have overhead. It doesn't matter. They're not gonna, they're not gonna lose money. They always make money. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, uh, because of the, uh, yeah. because of no overhead. Yeah. Husband and wife. That means you don't have to hire other people. <laughs> so yeah. you just work together. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for about, I think for about five, six years, and Dunkin' Donut pull out the, from state of California, the whole state, mm. completely pull out. Yeah, and that's how power of the, uh, you know, the donut, the, 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 the small donut shop. The that's how many. Yeah, how many people. People that really build donut shop, I think, you know, total, 
in California, I believe, uh, 1995, I believe 7,000 location. Wow. In all that's of, all, that's in a lot. California? Yes. And this is this is the history of of the donut shops being so prominent in California. People always there's you know focus on this story of why California has so many donut shops. You go to the East Coast, you won't be able to find any kind of mom and pop shop. Well, this is the history behind it. Yeah. So everyone's doing their thing in Southern California, and you decided to be the weird one and say, "I'm going to go north." Mom, yes. <laughs> Yeah, after Bakersfield, I think, you know. Uh, How many shops did you do in Bakersfield? Bakersfield, uh, three store. And I kind of wanted to get behind your process of doing this too. So you're literally, you were never home. Yeah, that's a sad part. Yes, I tr- I travel when I build shop. I, I'll be gone s- three to six months. And uh, uh, at least, you know, well, you know, come back home. Pop in and pop out a couple of days and then gone again. Go back to Bakersfield. Go back to Bakersfield. Yep. You uh, you had a backpack. Yeah. Well, from 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 from. Uh, how did you do that? When when after after Camarillo Ventura, you know, I usually move the bed, move all of that. But after then, no, because it's just so much work. So. So when moved to Bakersfield, I'm just a backpack and uh, two pot and a couple plate <laughs> and that's it. So and run the one bedroom apartment and uh, and a TV and a TV. That's from Bakersfield's on. I'm just I'm just a backpack guy and then you know just a, just a car and a, and a backpack and a backpack. Yeah. And you just rented for month to month until uh, you yes rented uh, probably six months because six you months. know that gonna uh, need that you know three to six months to to build one shop mm-hmm. to train people so uh, it's easy to find people to train everybody just waiting you know uh, and I think Bakersfield I found you know uh, Ming my friend right. when I was land in Portland, Oregon. Right. You know, he was helping me a little bit, uh, let me stay in his apartment for a couple of months. Right. So uh, when I opened that Bakersfield shop, I called him, asked him, I said, hey, you want to just go and try to do your own business and quit your job? And so he did. Uh, he he did. Um, I was training him uh, only one month because, no. Two, uh, you know, the other two stores waiting. So I just pushed him to the limit. Right. But he did. He did pretty good. He did pretty well. So uh, we operated that shop for. Uh, for for a long time. For a long time. Uh, yeah. In Bakersfield. For, in Bakersfield, probably mm. 15, 20 years. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. So and then after Bakersfield, and then you moved to uh, to Fresno. Did you know how to cook for yourself during this time? Like, what did you... Oh, no, not what really. Was, what no. was your day to... Really, day to day was just wake up? Uh, wake up, just try to get things done. I, food, I just eat, you know, everything. And then I just like maybe, you know, Kentucky. I remember Kentucky fried chicken at probably almost every meal with the steamed rice. 
almost every meal. Almost every meal. Wow. Yeah. So for quite a while, but I never take one days off either. You know, for twenty years straight, never twenty year, no, 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 no day off, even a holiday, uh, uh, even a Christmas, and I don't even remember my birthday. Most of the time, I don't. Yeah, I mean, just keep going, going crazy. Sound now. I'm 64 years old now, and then I'm thinking back. Sit, I was crazy. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I was enjoying it. You know, that's 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 that that's the um, that's the best part. I never felt tired or decent at and you know work like 15 hours a day at least every day uh i think the main thing is you know that's why i realize you know everyone if you enjoy what you're doing you can it can last for for a long time and then if you don't enjoy what you're doing, I don't think you do a good job. And plus, I don't think it's going to last long. But I think you have to have goal too, you know, what you're really chasing, you know, and what and chasing another thing, enjoying working another, you know, it's a different, but you're going to have to really, you know, yourself. Do you think through all this, I mean, you, you continue to build, um, were you running towards something? Were you running from something that was giving you this motivation to, to keep going? Or it just felt fun to you, I guess. No, I think, you know, yes and no. Uh, I think the, the culture is, you know, from what I went through, what I saw, what I brought up when I was young, because I think when you have money, and then you know you you can you can have everything, which is not true. Uh, I but at that time, yes, I want somebody. I want to change my lifestyle. I still remember when I was young. I I I saw my dad doing business, very successful. He had everything. He got car. I even drove a Mercedes when I was 10 years old, 12 years old. So I, th that's what I remember. I want that, try to, to, to get that lifestyle back. Uh, uh, that's one thing. And the second thing here, uh, you got opportunity in this country here. And then what do you want? To become you know, what you you know, and this is in front of you. What you need to do is just go and grab it and work, you know, for it. And then uh, for a while, and then you get used to it, you know. Just like you wake up in the morning uh, at five o'clock, and then you know, for a while, it's automatic. You wake up at five o'clock in the morning. Just anything else, just like you do uh, uh, yoga or exercise. From the first beginning, it is tough. But the beginning for me is not tough because, you know, compared to where I came from, it's a completely easy. So you had an advantage. I had an advantage because, you know, I was trained to be work hard already. But for people, just like, you know, you go to do exercise from the first three, four months. God, it's tough. 
But then after six months, you're automatic. You will probably enjoy it. And then I think it's probably the same thing. I think, you know, after a while, I'm, I'm enjoy it. And plus, you know, I make, make good money. What did to, you do with all the money that you had? Well, after, after you're gonna reinvest it, continue reinvest it. Okay, yeah, I yeah, reinvest you it. That. You know, all yeah. of that. You know, from one store, you invest three store. From three store, you invest, continue four five store. From four five store, now you continue. You got more, more uh, uh, option yeah. to do whatever you want to do. Now you don't afraid to either the least in a very expensive good location you want to you, you you have no fear right to do it you have no limit you have no limit yeah yeah and then you then i bought the house you know for the whole family in rolling high mm -hmm. uh, in southern california from the rental you know to Roland Heights. To Hacienda Heights. Hacienda Heights. This yeah. was when you were in Bakersfield. Yeah, I was in Bakersfield. And you had the at that point good financials enough to get yeah, a home. To, yeah. to to put down a home for the whole family. And then uh, I got four four siblings. So I kinda had to raise my four siblings too, mm -hmm. you know, two brother and two sister and mom and dad. So, because I'm the oldest one, so feel like I'm responsible for for so for the fam for everybody. Were they ever Were they ever like upset that you were never home? Uh, yes and no, because you know when you uh, at, at that time um, I have uh, you know uh, uh, two two kids, uh, you know Chichi, mm -hmm. go and yep. later on how you know, and I remember very clear that you know the uh, the uh, Monica. Uh, every time I come home, she just, you know, she she's cry. She when she she look at me as a, as a, a stranger, and she she cry because you were gone for like six months at a time. Six months, eight months. It was tough with the family, but I think you know, but they they all live in with grandma and grandpa, with uh, uncle and auntie. I think you know all in that one house helped, that helped mm -hmm. too. But you can have you cannot. Uh, everything you have kind of had to sacrifice one thing to get another. That's what you've I learned. guess. Yeah, that's what you've learned. Yep. Yeah.